you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. If you would please open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning at verse 14. This is God's Word. Remember that this is in a chapter that deals with the necessity of endurance, even as we face God's discipline, which He gives us because He loves us. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 14. This is God's word. Pursue peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. And make sure that there isn't any immoral or irreverent person like Esau who sold his birthright in exchange for a single meal. For you know that later, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, even though he sought it with tears, because he didn't find any opportunity for repentance. For you have not come to what could be touched, to a blazing fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm, to the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words. Those who heard it begged that not another word be spoken to them. For they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. The appearance was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Instead, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, a festive gathering, to the assembly of the firstborn whose names have been written in heaven. To a judge who is God of all, to the spirits of righteous people made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which says better things than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not reject the one who speaks. For if they did not escape when they rejected him who warned them on earth, even less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. His voice shook the earth at that time, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This expression, yet once more, indicates the removal of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what is not shaken might remain. Therefore, 
Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it, we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. God's people who received this letter were experiencing great suffering. They were going through persecution and many were tempted to turn back to a religion of ritual, ceremony, rather than relationship with the living God. And God was warning them that they must endure. Endurance is one of the things that God works in those who are His. People who fall away, the Bible says, never were His. There are those who stray and are drawn back by the loving shepherd, but those who simply reject the Lord, who turn away, are warned repeatedly in this letter, don't think that just because you had an experience with God or made a profession of faith, if you do not continue, don't think that you are secure. We are not saved by an experience. We are saved by Jesus. He is the only one who saves. And when he saves, he saves to the uttermost. So, those who are in Christ Jesus are told how to live. Pursue peace with everyone. Now that doesn't mean you say whatever you think people want to hear, do whatever you think other people would be pleased with. It means your goal is to be at peace. You're not a troublemaker. You're not looking to stir things up. You don't poke wherever you see a, a wound. But you will never pursue real peace apart from the will of God. If you think that sin is the path that's going to bring you peace, you're chasing the wrong thing. Jesus gives us a peace that's not the kind the world gives. His peace endures regardless of circumstances. And so if you want to pursue peace, know that He is our peace. And likewise, when it says, pursue peace with everyone and holiness, He is the one who makes us holy. He is our righteousness. You cannot come to God apart from the holiness that comes through Jesus Christ. Apart from it, without it, it says, no one will see the Lord. Jesus told a story about a man who gave a, a huge wedding banquet. And he invited all kinds of folks. But then when he was going into the banquet, he saw someone there who was not dressed in the wedding garments. It wasn't that this person was poor. It was that this person preferred their own stuff. They preferred to keep their own clothes on rather than wearing the wedding garments which were provided by the host. 
He had refused the gift in order to hold on to the familiar. And he was cast out. He'd been invited. Provision was offered. He had refused and he was rejected. Anybody who's listening today knows that God offers salvation. Whosoever will may come. That is a genuine offer from God. But those who say no, I don't want a new life. I like my life. I don't want to change. I want to stay in control. If you refuse the gift of God, how can you claim injustice? How can you say, well, God hasn't been fair to me. God has been merciful, allowing opportunity for people to come to repentance. But if you reject him, you will find yourself cut off in utter torment and darkness forever. Jesus is the only way of salvation. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But if you reject him, even if you've been in church, even if you've been in ministry, tragic stories in the news again about people who have been supposedly in ministry now losing their faith, no longer believing in God. Well, they never knew him. If you don't believe in God, I could no more stop believing in my wife than I don't know what. I mean, that's insanity. I know my wife. She's not someone who I believe exists. I know her. And if I started saying, well, I'm just not sure. I think maybe the whole thing was an illusion. I just, I'm just not sure I really believe anymore that my wife exists. I'd be a lunatic. Totally insane. But you see, if I'd never met her, if I'd never really known her, if we hadn't been joined as husband and wife, if we hadn't spent years together, I'd only heard about her. Maybe seen pictures, but I start to wonder if maybe that was just Photoshop. I wonder if maybe that's not what I was told. I was told she was a wonderful person, but, you know, I never really met her, so I don't really know. People who walk away from the faith are going to hear Jesus' words one day saying, depart from me, I never knew you. That is a tragic thing. And we need to realize as we read this passage, these are real people in tough circumstances who are struggling to persevere. And they're being warned, do not reject him who warns from heaven. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God. That means we need to encourage each other to keep on going. And that no root of bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. I've seen it happen in people's lives. Something sets them off. It may be the death of a loved one. It may be a disappointment in romance. Whatever it is, and they just let that thing 
fester because they're not getting what they wanted. Let me tell you something. God is God. He is sovereign. And there are many things about God's plan that I do not understand and that I would never choose. But I know that God knows best. And I know that I can trust Him. And He has proved Himself again and again and again. Many of our listeners already give financially to support the children at Wares Valley Ranch, and I want to say thank you. I'm so grateful. Now, if you've never supported us, or if you'd like to do so on a consistent basis, I want to ask that you consider becoming a monthly donor. With a gift of as little as $5 per month, you'll become what we call a ranch hand. Ranch hands receive special communications from us with opportunities to serve at the ranch as volunteers. If you can't come to the ranch, we ask you to become an advocate and a prayer warrior for these events where you are. In addition, you'll receive a t-shirt that we encourage you to wear as you volunteer at the ranch or wherever you are to provide opportunities for sharing about how God has provided a safe haven to children all across our country through Wares Valley Ranch. To join Ranch Hands, go to wvr.org and click on Donate. Once you select the amount you want to give each month, click in the box that says, Show my support by making this a recurring donation. In addition to providing consistent funding for the basic needs of these children, your participation could position you to connect a child in crisis to the ranch. What an opportunity to make an eternal difference in the life of a child. Thanks again. Under the crashing waves To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown Where Jesus is And he's holding out his hand But the waves are calling out my name And they laugh at me Reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed Make sure that there isn't any immoral or irreverent person like Esau. Now, how do you do that? Does that mean you go around and eliminate other people? No, it means don't you be like that. You make sure that in the midst of all this, none of you are like Esau, who sold his birthright in exchange for a single meal. In other words, he was the eldest. He automatically, by birth, was to inherit a double portion. And for the sake of a single meal, he gave that up. Again, I've seen over and over where people throw away the blessing of God for something so temporal, so passing. Everything on this planet, whatever it might be, Jesus put it this way, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. Are you willing to sell out for some sexual relationship? For some financial profit? For some group that will let you in and be one of them if you just don't do this or you do that regardless of what God says? 
Don't be like Esau, who sold his birthright in exchange for a single meal. For you know how later when he wanted to inherit the blessing, see later the meal was gone, he's hungry again, and where does he go? He wanted to inherit the blessing. He wanted to have it both ways. But he was rejected even though he sought it with tears. What did he seek with tears? The blessing that he had forfeited because he didn't find any opportunity for repentance. Folks, if you've sinned and you feel like you've blown it, repent, repent. Come to Jesus. Cry out to him for mercy. But if you say, no, I... I don't have time for that right now. I've got other things I've got to do. You need to know. Judgment is coming. And Jesus is the only Savior. For you've not come to what could be touched. To a blazing fire, to darkness, gloom, and storm. To the blast of a trumpet and the sound of words. Those who heard it begged that not another word be spoken to them. What is this referencing? These were the Jewish people receiving this letter. They knew what he was talking about. They knew that when God came and appeared on the mountaintop and spoke from the mountaintop, it was so terrifying. Moses was terrified. And the people begged that God would stop speaking to them and just speak to Moses. Because we live in a culture, tragically even church culture, that is so flippant about the things of God. Our God is a consuming fire. And if you do not have an awe of God, something's badly wrong. You're worshiping an idol, not the living God. These people knew this reference. They knew this story. They could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned. God was demonstrating for them in a very frightening way His holiness. And He was saying, even an animal that doesn't understand this, if it gets too close, you're to kill it. Because you need to know. You can't just waltz into the presence of God wearing your street clothes like the man at the wedding, holding on to what's familiar and comfortable and saying, I want it my way. God says, no. You're to have it my way. Jesus is the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world. He's the only way to the Father. If you think you're going to come some other way, you will spend eternity in hell. See to it that you do not reject the one who speaks. For if they did not escape when they rejected him who warned them on earth, even less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. But if we have not come to an earthly mountain where God's glory is manifested in a terrifying way, 
What have we come to? This is beautiful. Verse 22, instead you've come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We're already entering into that in this life. Now it's not as it will be, but we get to taste it now if we're walking with the Lord. Myriads of angels, a festive gathering to the assembly of the firstborn whose names have been written in heaven, to a judge who is God of all, to the spirits of righteous people made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which says better things than the blood of Abel. He says, understand what you've got already. You're not standing there at that mountain terrified because of the fire atop the mountain. Because Jesus made a way for you. He opened the curtain by tearing it in two. He brought us into the very presence of a holy God. And we can come to him with the spirit of adoption as joint heirs with Jesus Christ and call him Abba, Father. That, dear people, is a relationship that you will not come to doubt. You will not end up wondering, gee, I'm just not sure it's true anymore. If you know him, you know him. He will keep you. Does that mean doubts never come? Jesus was hit with doubts by the adversary. If you are the Son of God, do this. Because the Word of God says this. The Scriptures say this. And so, if it's true, planting doubt, planting doubt, planting doubt, Jesus responded, as we must, with the Scriptures. That's why Satan works so hard, and he's doing it today in churches that call themselves evangelical, by pastors who are celebrity evangelicals, trying to get people to doubt the Scriptures, to say, well, you don't really have to believe that. Well, you don't really need to believe that. Well, it really doesn't matter if that's literally true or not. It really doesn't matter. That's the voice of the serpent. Understand that the reason the devil tries so hard to get you to doubt the Word of God is because when you doubt the Word of God, you doubt God. You will not know Him as you should if you refuse to believe what he says. And so, his voice then shook the earth at that time. But now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth but also the heavens. This expression, yet once more, indicates the removal of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what is not shaken might remain. What isn't created besides God himself? The kingdom of God. Well, what do you mean the kingdom of God is not created? The kingdom of God is begotten. It is birthed by God. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. God's kingdom is not a matter of geography. It is a matter of relationship. And let me tell you, Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. 
You and I need to know that God has caused us to receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken and therefore let us be thankful. Let us be thankful. By it we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe. Our service to God must be with reverence and awe because our God is a consuming fire. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.